0: hey everyone thanks for coming to the preacher chick podcast i'm stacy the preacher chick and today is day 207 of reading the bible together every day this year today we will be reading the um, first five chapters of the book of esther starting a new book there is a teaching video From the Bible project that goes along with today's reading. So please be sure you watch it. If you're following along in the Bible app, you'll find the link in the reading plan itself. If you're not, you'll find the link to watch it in the show notes. Um, I love the book of Esther. A little bit of trivia fact for you God isn't mentioned by name in the book of Esther, but his fingerprint is all over the story. So I can't wait to share this with you. We're also going to read Psalm 53. It's quite a bit of reading so let's get going these events took place during the days of ahasuerus who ruled 127 provinces from india to Kush. in those days king ahasuerus reigned from his royal throne in the fortress at susa he held a feast in the third year of his reign for all his officials and staff the army of persia and media the nobles and the officials from the provinces He displayed the glorious wealth of his kingdom and the magnificent splendor of his greatness for a total of 180 days. At the end of this time, the king held a week-long banquet in the garden courtyard of the loyal palace for all the people from the greatest to the least who were present in the fortress of Susa. White and violent, linens hangings were fastened with white or with fine white and purple linen cords to silver rods on marble columns gold and silver couches were arranged on a mosaic pavement of red feldspar marble mother of pearl and precious stones drinks were served in an array of gold goblets each with a different sign a different design royal wine flowed freely according to the king's bounty the drink was according to royal decree. There are no restrictions. The king had ordered every wine steward in his household to serve whatever each person wanted. Queen Vashti also gave a feast for the women of King Ahasuerus's palace. On the seventh day, when the king was feeling good from the wine, Ahasuerus commanded Mihuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Ab- Abagtha, Zithar, and Carcas, the seven eunuchs who personally served him, to bring Queen Vashti before him with her royal crown. He wanted to show off her beauty to the people and the officials because she was very beautiful. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command that was delivered by his eunuchs. The king became furious and his anger burned within him. The king consulted the wise men who understood the times, for it was his normal procedure to confer with experts in the law and justice. The most trusted ones were Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Maris, Marsena, and Mamukan. They were the seven officials of Persia and Media who had personal access to the king and occupied the highest positions in the kingdom. The king asked, according to the law, what should be done to Queen Vashti since she refused to obey King Ahasuerus's command that was delivered by the eunuchs. Memukin said in the presence of the king and his officials, Queen Vashti has wronged not only the king, but all the officials and peoples who are in every one of King Ahasuerus's provinces, for the queen's action will become public knowledge to all the women And cause them to despise their husbands and say, King Ahasuerus ordered Queen Vashti brought before him, but she did not come. Before this day is over, the noble women of Persia and Media, who hear about the Queen's act, will say the same thing to all the king's officials, resulting in more contempt and fury. If it meets the king's approval, he should personally issue a royal decree, let it be recorded in the laws of Persia and Media so that it cannot be revoked. Vashti is not to enter King Ahasuerus' presence, and her royal position is given is to be given to another woman who is more worthy than, than she. The decree the king issues will be heard throughout the vast kingdom, so all the women will honor their husbands from the greatest to the least. You know, okay, I have so many thoughts on this as a woman, as a wife, as a leader. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the king. You don't refuse the king as far as this guy. And he didn't, like, ask her to do anything illegal, immoral, or unethical, right? He said, come, bring your crown. Um, He's proud of her. He wants to show her off. He's a prideful man, obviously. Um, but also the whole thing about you have to make an example out of her so that women, other women in the kingdom, don't tell their husbands no. Like, uh, anyway, This whole thing just blows my mind, and at the same time, I do get it, but not for the same reasons, I think. Anyway, we're going to continue on before I dig a big hole. Um, (laughs) The king and his counselors approved the proposal, and he followed Mamukin's advice. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to each province in its own script, and to each ethnic group in its own language, that every man should be master of his own house and speak in the language of his own people. Mm thoughts so many thoughts <laughs> sometime later when King Ahasuerus' rage had cooled down he remembered Vashti what she had done and what was decided against her. The king's personal attendant suggested let a search be made for a beautiful young vir- for beautiful young virgins for the king let the king appoint commissioners in each province of his kingdom so that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins and th- to the harem at the fortress of Susa put them under the supervision of Haggai the king's eunuchs, the king's eunuch, keeper of the women, that you know, keeper of the women, <laughs> and give them the required beauty treatments. Then the young woman, the young woman who pleases the king, will become queen instead of Vashti. This suggestion pleased the king, and he did accordingly. In the fortress of Susa, there was a Jewish man named Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjaminite. He had been taken into exile from Jerusalem with the other captives when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took King Chaconia of Judah into exile. Mordecai was the legal guardian of his cousin Hadassah, that is Esther, because she had no father or mother. The young woman had a beautiful figure and was extremely good looking. When her father and mother died, Mordecai had adopted her as his own daughter. When the king's command and edict became public knowledge, and when many young women were gathered at the fortress of Susa under Hagai's supervision, Esther was taken into the palace, into the supervision of Hagai, keeper of the women. The young, wom- the young woman pleased him and gained his favor, so that he accelerated the process of the beauty treatments and the special diet that she received. He assigned seven hand picked female servants to her for- from the palace and transferred her and her servants to the harem's best quarters. Esther did not reveal her ethnicity or her family background because Mordecai had ordered her not to make them known. Every day, Mordecai took a walk in front of the harem's courtyard to learn how Esther was doing and see what was happening to her. During the year before each young woman's turn to go to King Ahasuerus, the harem regulation required her to receive beauty treatments with oil of myrrh for six months and then with perfumes and cosmetics for another six months. When the young woman would go to the king, she was given whatever she requested to take with her from the harem to the palace. She would go in the evening, and in the morning, she would return to a second harem under the supervision of the king's eunuch, Shashgaz. these names, a keeper of the concubines. So you have Higai, keeper of the women, and Shashgaz, keeper of the concubines. She never went to the king again unless he desired her or summoned her by name. Esther was the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had adopted her as his own daughter. When her turn came to go to the king, she did not ask for anything except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, keeper of the women, suggested. Esther gained favor in the eyes of everyone who saw her. She was taken to King Ahasuerus in the palace in the tenth month of the month of Tebeth in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. She won more favor and approval from him than did any of the other virgins. He placed the royal crown on her head and made her queen in place of Vashti. The king held a great banquet for all his officials and staff. It was Esther's banquet. He freed his provinces from tax payments and gave his gifts worthy of the king's bounty. When the virgins were gathered a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate esther had not revealed her family background or her ethnicity as mordecai had directed she obeyed mordecai's orders as she always had while he raised her during those days while mordecai was sitting at the king's gate big thin and Tirish, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the entrance became infuriated and planned to assassinate king ahasuerus when mordecai learned of the plot he reported it to queen esther and she told the king on mordecai's behalf When the report was investigated and verified, both men were hanged on the gallows. This event was recorded in the historical record in the king's presence. After all this took place, King Ahasuerus honored Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite. He promoted him in rank and gave him a higher position than all the other officials. The entire royal staff at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman because the king had commanded this to be done for him but Mordecai would not bow down or pay homage. The members of the royal staff at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why are you disobeying the king's command? When they had warned him day after day, and he still would not listen to them, they told Haman in order to see if Mordecai's actions would be tolerated, since he told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai was not bowing down or paying him homage, he was filled with rage, and when he learned of Mordecai's ethnic identity— It seemed repugnant to Haman to do away with Mordecai alone. He planned to destroy all of Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout Ahasuerus' kingdom. In the first month of the month of Nisan in King Ahasuerus' twelfth year, the pur—that that is the lot, was cast before Haman for each day and each month, and it fell on the twelfth of month, the month of Adar. Then Haman informed King Ahasuerus, There is one ethnic group scattered throughout the peoples in every province of your kingdom, keeping themselves separate. Their laws are different from everyone else's, and they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If the king approves, let an order be drawn up, authorizing their destruction, and I will pay 375 tons of silver to the officials for deposit in the royal treasury. The king removed his signet ring from his finger and gave it to Haman, son of Hammedatha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jewish people. Then the king told Haman, The money and people are given to you to do with as you see fit. The royal scribes were summoned on the thirteenth day of the first month, and the order was written exactly as Haman commanded. It was intended for the royal satraps, the governors of each of the provinces, and the officials of each ethnic group, written for each province in its own script into each ethnic group in its own language. It was written in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed with the royal signet ring. Letters were sent by couriers to each of the royal provinces telling the officials to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jewish people, young and old, women and children, and plunder their possessions on a single day, the 13th day of Adar, the 12th month. A copy of the text issued as law throughout every province was distributed to all the people so that they might get ready for that day. The couriers left spurred on by a royal command, and the law was issued in the fortress of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, while the city of Susa was in confusion. When Mordecai learned that all all that had occurred, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, went into the middle of the city, and cried loudly and bitterly. He went only as far as the king's gate, since the law prohibited anyone wearing sackcloth from entering the king's gate. There was great mourning among the Jewish people in every province, where the king's command and edict came. They fasted, wept, and lamented, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Esther's female servants and her eunuchs came and reported the news to her and the queen was overcome with fear. She sent clothes for Mordecai to wear so that he would take off his sackcloth, but he did not accept them. Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, who attended her and dispatched him to Mordecai to learn what he was doing and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the city square in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened as well as the exact amount of money Hamid had promised to pay the royal treasury for the slaughter of the Jews. Mordecai also gave him a copy of the written decree issued in Susa, ordering their destruction so that Hathak might show it to Esther, explain it to her, and command her to approach the king, implore his favor, and plead with him personally for her people. Hathak came and repeated Mordecai's response to Esther. Esther spoke to Hathak and commanded him to tell Mordecai, all the royal officials and the people of the royal provinces know that one law applies to every man or woman who approaches the king in the inner courtyard and who has not been summoned. The death penalty unless the king extends the gold scepter allowing that person to live i've not been summoned to appear before the king for the last 30 days esther's response was reported to mordecai mordecai told the messenger to reply to esther don't think that you will escape the fate of all the jews because you're in the king's palace if you keep silent at this time relief and deliverance will come to the jewish people from another place but you and your father's family will be destroyed in other words listen Either you step up or somebody else is going to step up, but if you don't, for sure you're not going to make it. And this is the part that we all know. If you have read the Bible at all, if you've been around the church world at all, you've heard this. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my female servants will also fast in the same way. I love that she's like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it, but I need God's help so fast. She doesn't say God, but they're Jews. They know, you know who they're fasting to. Um, if After that, I will go to the king, even if it is against the law. If I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went and did everything Esther had commanded him. On the third day, Esther dressed in her royal clothing and stood in the inner courtyard of the palace facing it. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the royal courtroom facing its entrance. As soon as the king saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, she gained favor in his eyes. The king extended the gold scepter in his hand toward Esther, and she approached and touched the tip of his scepter. In other words, he was accept she was accepting her. What is it, Queen Esther? The king asked her. Whatever you want, even to half the kingdom, will be given to you. If it pleases the king, Esther replied, may the king and Haman come today to the banquet. I have prepared for them. The king said, hurry and get Haman so we can do as Esther has requested. So the king and Haman went to the banquet Esther had prepared. While drinking the wine, the king asked Esther, whatever you ask will be given to you, whatever you want, even to have the kingdom will be done. Esther answered, this is my petition and my request. If I have found favor in the eyes of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and perform my request, may the king and Haman come to the banquet I will prepare for them. Tomorrow I will do what the king has asked. That day, Haman left full of joy and in good spirits. But when Haman saw Mordecai at the king's gate, Mordecai didn't rise or tremble in fear at his presence. Haman was filled with rage toward Mordecai. Yet Haman controlled himself and went home. He sent for his friends and his wife Zeresh to join him. Then Haman described for them his glorious wealth and his many sons. He told them all how the king had honored him and promoted him in rank over the other officials and the other staff. What's more, Haman added, Queen Esther invited no one but me to join the king at the banquet she had prepared. I am invited again tomorrow to join her with the king. Still, none of this satisfies me since I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate all the time. His wife, Sarish, and all his friends told him, Have them build a gallow seventy-five feet tall. Ask the king in the morning to hang Mordecai on it. Then go to the banquet with the king and enjoy yourself. The advice pleased Haman, so he had the gallows constructed i mean what uh mm, like he's got the attention of the king and he's got the attention of the queen but it doesn't matter because this one man won't bow down to me get over it Mordecai or haman get over it haman (sighs) psalm 53 the fool says in his heart there's no god they are corrupt and they do vile deeds there is no one who does good God looks down from heaven on the human race to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away; all alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Will evil, will evildoers, never understand? They consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on God. Then they will be filled with dread, dread like no other, because God will scatter the bones of those who besiege you. You will be put, to, you will put them to shame, for God has rejected them oh that israel's deliverance would come from zion when god restores the fortunes of his people let jacob rejoice let israel be glad that's it for today come back tomorrow for day 208 and we continue to read the bible together see you then